Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. I'm Anthony Giuliano, and our guest this week is Melissa Shaw. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Anthony. Thanks for being here. Thanks for inviting me. So I just found out that you and I have Southwest Allen County schools in common. My son is now 22, but he went to a Boyd Elementary where you have one or two now? Two. Two. Okay, what's that experience been like? Um... Great fast. That's yeah. what, you know, everybody tells you. It goes by so fast. And, you know, you have the babies and you're it's just all the long hours. And But uh, we were talking last night and our daughter is 10 years away from graduation. Yeah. And our son is um, 10. And the double digits really did it for me. Yeah. And he's turning into a 10-year 10-year-old boys. He's funny, but he's kind of gross. And <laughs> yeah. my daughter's cute, but kind of a diva. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so all the karma that we both earned in our lives, mm-hmm. you know, every time your mom says, I hope you have a daughter just like you, she got it. Well, there you go. There you <laughs> yes. go. Well, and I can tell you it only gets stranger when they become adults <laughs> well. because I look across the room and I see a 22-year-old and I was like, how did this happen? But it is a good thing. Well, thank you for being here. And we are going to talk about the karma that you earned because we're going to go back to when you were in your teens because you started off on your marketing path. And it's one of the things we talk about on the show is career path. You talk about, uh, sorry, you started in vocal performance. Okay. So we've had a lot of people who have started in non-marketing career paths, but tell me, because this is kind of an odd one, Tell me, why did you pick that? Where were you headed? And when did you pivot and go in a different direction career-wise? So in high school, I I finally, I was not good in sports in uh, middle school. I I don't think I had any other marketing or marketable skills at that time. And when I got to high school at Bishop Lewers, I found my people in show choir, in drama, in the musicals, um, where we really hadn't had that experience before. And I stayed in town my first couple years and went to IPFW, did the general ed thing mm-hmm. so I could try to figure out what I wanted to do. Yep. That first year, I didn't, still didn't know, but I knew I had to pick something. And yep. I was like, um, they have a music school and I like singing and stuff. Yeah. So um, I moved forward um, getting my degree in music, vocal performance. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time when I was at IPFW, my second year there, I was in the car driving with my mom. Um, and we were listening to Hot 107.9 in the radio, and yeah. I would say it was 1999, and it was just when Hot 107.9 was new, and yeah. my mom was actually hmm, talking to me about the need for me to get a real job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they had an ad on the radio. They were looking for a receptionist, uh-huh. and I pulled my Dodge Daytona. We were driving down So state. is this post-college? Or no, this still... is my second year. Second this year. is when I was okay. 19. Got it. So I walked into um, – the lobby at Hot 107.9, my mom was waiting in the car. I yeah. knew that'd be a stretch. And Roger Deem, <laughs> yeah. who everybody knows, he a happened to be— friend of Asher Agency. Oh, yes. he's wonderful. Yes. He happened to be walking through the lobby. Uh-huh. And I let him know that I was here to be his new receptionist. Okay. And he fell for it. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. There you go. So He's wonderful. So you're in that job and you're completing your degree mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, how long do you stay in that job and when do you finish college and where do you go from there? Yeah. And it continues to be just a, just, just super interesting. So, um, Roger and the team there was awesome letting me still, you know, I was in choir in college and super flexible, 
with my time, and I was just the receptionist. Now, we had one computer in the lobby and the mm-hmm. AOL account. And yeah. That was the coolest part of my job. <laughs> um, but uh, now traffic, and all, a lot of your listeners will know that traffic has nothing to do with Lima Road and um, red lights and green lights and radio and television. It's programming and commercials. And our traffic manager at the time, she spent almost all summer training me to while she, so she could go on vacation for a couple of weeks. Okay. She never came back. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. And I found myself at 19 as the traffic manager at Hot 107.9. Wow. Doing okay. program logs and tearing and off no the no background edges. in that other than working in the yeah. same environment. AP, okay. It was crazy, but wow. it was so much fun. All right. But as you can imagine, that was just super fun when you're that age. And oh, sure. Sure. So, um, so I was there, and then I transferred to Ball State. Okay. And I was very excited. I had radio background, so I was going to continue studying music, and I'm going to just walk in and get a job at any radio station. Well, as it turned out, I couldn't even get a job at Blockbuster. I'll never oh, forget wow. the day. I oh, know that um, I didn't get in at Blockbuster, but then um, through, again, some happenstance in life, I got another receptionist gig uh-huh. at WLBC 104.1 down okay. there. And, and and how did that happen? I have a, I have a guess, but I want to hear what the truth was. On how that happened? Yeah. How did you find that job? Was it something you found an ad for or was it through a relationship? It was through annoying persistence. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And meeting a DJ somewhere and just advocating and being, you know, annoying and persistent. And then a need came up because they didn't have a need came up and I found one. Okay. So you're you're now at Ball State Mm -hmm. and you're working part-time, full-time? Part-time. Part-time. Okay. So... Where do you go from there? Well, um, I ended up moving back to town and finishing my degree at IPFW, but again, I moved back home. Yep. Mom, you need a job. (laughs) Yeah. So I was in the Fort Wayne newspapers where you go to get jobs back then, and um, Wayne TV was hiring a traffic clerk. Uh Uh-huh. And I knew that traffic had nothing to do with lights and signals, and so I applied there. Okay. And I interviewed with Alan Reby uh-huh. and Lori Miller Goheen, and I okay. got that job. All right. When I was 21. Yeah. Super cool. Now I work at the TV station. Yeah. So I continued. I did traffic there, and that whole crew was also flexible. And I did finish my degree and graduate okay. with my bachelor's of fine arts and music vocal performance. Okay. And then evolved to sales and marketing there and at Wayne TV, and I was there for 10 years. All right. So do you go from there to where you are currently? Or is there a stop along the way? There was um, there was a stop. So um, one of my favorite parts of working at Wayne TV and being an account executive was, as you know, like all the different industries you get yeah. to know and the different marketing strategies. And it, it's just so cool learning all of that. Well, I always have a heart for nonprofit and I have a heart for music. Yeah. And the Philharmonic had an opportunity ah, for okay. a um, regional programs communication director And I took a leap of faith Mm -hmm. and um, got to follow the industry. And um, I was there about a year and a half, and we had our first son Uh and didn't know that we could even do such things. (laughs) And as you can imagine, that's um, a lot of hours in nonprofit. um, So I was there about a year and a half. And after he was born, and I was kind of thinking, you know, I can't really do this mm-hmm. and lug the baby around. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine um, who worked at Three Rivers Credit Union mm-hmm. that I'd honestly never heard of. Yeah. Except I knew who was the rep at Wayne TV. Yep. 
um, a good friend there reached out that they were um, looking to put together an in-house marketing crew mm-hmm. and somewhat of an agency and mm-hmm. with creative PR, yep. um, all, all of the things, media buying in-house. And at first I thought, and I even told him, I am so not a bank person. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't veer further from that. Well, you know, I just, I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. And I had to Google how to get there. <laughs> yeah. Which it seems crazy now. And um, longish story, less long. I started there and um, grew to love it and realized it wasn't a bank and banky. And yeah. um, in the last 10 years, we've had a just, crazy period of growth and mm-hmm. evolution and we're under tremendous leadership and I want to retire from here. I can't imagine working anywhere else and yeah. uh, this bank job worked out well from radio <laughs> yeah. receptionist and musical theater. Yeah, person. well, that's, no, that's great and that's very consistent on this podcast is uh, that a career path is a very winding road and you kind of never know where you're going to end up. So very consistent with that. So tell us a little bit about this entity called Three Rivers Federal Credit Union. The only th- I, I had lunch with Don Cates once, and he did a great job of filling me in on the history that it used to be the, the credit union for International mm-hmm. Harvester, correct? Yep. All right. And that's about all I know. So fill me in That's on, all you took away well, from lunch with Don? I no. took away a lot more than that, but you would say it better than me. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about what this entity is, what you do, how you're different, what your team looks like, all those good things. Awesome. So um, on Valentine's Day, we will celebrate our 87th birthday. And like you said, we were founded um, as the employees of International Harvester Credit Union Mm -hmm. over where the old Harvester was. I think we had $200 in assets, and and we have all this archival um, information from that time. But anyways, um, in 1999, we became a community-chartered credit union, which allows us to expand to other Mm -hmm. people outside of um, the employment segment there. And um, when I started, we were $767 million in assets Mm -hmm. and had 60,000 members. And today we have, um, we're almost to $2 billion in assets and have 109,000 members and are in nine counties with 21 21 branches. And it has just been an exciting wild ride. Um, Of course, we're a financial institution. We do all the checking, savings, auto loans, all of that stuff. But what keeps me there and what makes me so proud to get up and get to work there every morning is what we do in the community mm-hmm. and all the nonprofit organizations we get to help and partner with and um, the culture at Three Rivers. It's legit. Yeah. Um, you know, we're all kind of casual, cool yeah. people. You know, we're not your typical, I don't even know what typical banking means anymore. But, yeah. Um, so that's uh, a little bit about who we are now. And again, under Don's amazing mm-hmm. leadership in yep. the last 10 years, we kind of came on board about the same time. Okay. I mean, it's night and day, and we've built so many new facilities and beautiful facilities. And he really trusts his team and really trusted the vision of evolving more into trusting the community aspect of um, what it means to be truly a credit union and sure. um, giving back to people. And that is our number one brand attribute when I teach new hire class and we ask what brought people here, 
almost 90% of the time, it's who we are in the community and who mm-hmm. we are for our team members and the culture here. Yeah. Well, that's great. So tell me a little bit about the team you work with because you lead a, a team of folks. Who's on that team and how do you get the work done? So um, we are a team of six mm-hmm. right now. There's myself. Um, there's Allie Hess, who mm-hmm. is our um, marketing operations manager. She also started her journey um, about the time I, I did as our spokester for mm-hmm. the old Young and Free program. Mm-hmm. Um she manages a lot of our external communication and is our social media mm-hmm. manager, um, the voice, literally, um, and does all the copywriting and all sorts of things in the credit union and our financial wellness programs. Mm-hmm. And then um, Simone LeClear is our creative manager, and she oversees all the creative um, pieces um, and also our campaigns. She works with other resource centers to develop campaigns and as well as external branding ones. Um, let's see, Katie Alia is in um, Richmond. We recently expanded, and during the pandemic, we did a merger mm-hmm. with a bank mm-hmm. in Richmond because yep. that's a good idea. <laughs> Pandemics, mergers, yeah. acquisitions. Yeah. Um, so we have a regional marketing manager, and then we have a graphic designer, um, Melinda, who works with Simone and does all of the things. Mm-hmm. And um, our, one of our newest hires, Heather Clausen, is our community engagement specialist and really is bringing that program um to life and bringing structure to the program and helping us really build relationships and partners with the partnerships with our community organizations. So you mentioned the pandemic. How did you pivot from we're all in the office, we're collaborating to, oh no, we're all in our homes. How did, how did that work for you? Uh, (laughs) Probably the same as (laughs) everyone else the day before St. Patrick's day, we all get together (laughs) and like, Oh, this is weird. I didn't think this was really going to happen. We'll be back after spring break, and we were in the middle of – we were supposed to complete the merger and acquisition of West End Bank on April 15th. Or it's a blur Yeah. now, um, and things got moved around. We really did think it was temporary, but luckily we had a lot of the infrastructure built for mm-hmm. folks to be able to work from home. Sure. I mean, definitely there were adjusted adjustments there, but um, leadership really trusted us to – manage how that worked and kind of just figure out what works best for our resource centers. We did obviously have the lobbies closed Mm -hmm. um, during that time. Um, We're excited to get them back open um, and really being there for our members. And it was crazy. And we completed the merger acquisition um, in, oh gosh, June 1st of 2020. Yeah, well, that's great. It's crazy. Considering (laughs) the, the variables. Yeah. Yeah, so tell me a little bit about some of the things you're working on, things that you're really excited about that are keeping you up at night, maybe a combination of those two things, kind of the big rocks that you're trying to move one way or the other. Oh, there's always rocks. Yeah. (laughs) Rock and roll. Um, Let's see. Uh, Right now, we've got a lot of things rolling. Um, We are working on some new campaign development, some new brand pieces, Mm to really be an evolution of community and financial wellness yep. to more um, more of a let's talk feel. Mm-hmm. And um, financial wellness is who we are. And if we can just talk, we're not here to sell products. We're mm-hmm. here to talk yeah. and make your life better. Yeah. So we're working on new pieces for that. Um, we're doing a lot internally with technology 
um, to deliver a unique member experience and um, targeting people at the right time. Hey, I see you're almost going to pay off your loan. Mm -hmm. You know, can we help you get pre-approved for mm -hmm. your next auto? Or, you know, you just bought an auto loan or you need insurance or can we help you with this? Yep. So all very much, just like everyone else, technical and um, digital focus. So is that driven by a CRM? Are you using that to kind of track... You know, here's this member, here's where they are, and we know a little bit about them based on their purchase behavior. Is that what's what's running that? It's or? so many things. Yeah. You know, we have a core system with all of our mm -hmm. member um, information. We use um, uh, a program called Intuvo to kind of connect mm -hmm. all the pieces. There are so many pieces to connect together, and we have an amazing business intelligence intelligence team yep. um, that has evolved and to manage all those um, pieces in a digital experience yeah. piece now too. Well, I'm sure you have members who you're never going to see in a branch. It's all electronic banking, and I'm sure there are members you see weekly or monthly. Absolutely. How do you deal with that diversity of, of members? What, what do you do to accommodate all those different needs? Um, that is one of also the cool things about mm -hmm. Three Rivers. You know, a lot of what you would read in tech and financial pieces are the branch is dying mm. and, you know, fintech and all of that is where it's at. Yep, you have to be present there and yep. you have to have a great mobile app and great online experience, seamless. Yep. Um, and we just did roll out a new mobile app in last September. Okay. Um, but we really do value the branches. We we continue to expand and grow yeah. branches and renovate branches and because people want to come in and talk. Mm -hmm. And whether it's that, you know, um, it's Bob who comes in every Friday just to cash his check and talk to his favorite teller and, yeah. you know, um, whether it's that or somebody coming in to apply for their first mortgage or yeah. to talk about, you know, potential student student loans and career paths, um, it's we we like it. We like both ways. We have to have that seamless member experience, regardless of how they they are in what door. Sure, and, and I'm I'm guessing you're the expert, but I'm guessing that the branches are also a credibility factor. When you know you don't have the same marketing resources that some of the big banks do, one of the ways to make a serious impact in the community is to just be visible with nice buildings that act kind of as billboards and mm -hmm. reinforce you know the fact you're present in the community. Yes, um, and that is also something over the last ten years, we've worked really, really hard, and, and on the marketing team, we've had so many. So much rock star talent on our team to really take time to build a consistent brand. Mm -hmm. yep. And, you know, it's so easy for things to get hodgepodgey mm -hmm. and this here yep. and where this doesn't look like this. But, you know, um, we've worked really, really hard to unify all those pieces um, so that whether, again, debit cards, every, everything looks consistent and uniform and um when you go to a branch, yes, the beautiful branch buildings, it does give consistency. We're stable. Mm -hmm. We're, yeah. you know, we're doing well with our members' money. And that extension of that is when they come in the branch and our people really care. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what we're looking for, people yeah. who want to be there, people who want to help people. And um, I'm, I'm really proud of the work we, we do that way too. Yeah, well, that's great. So any other big projects that are on your mind? Anything else you're working on that's taking up a lot of your time? <sighs> I told you I'd have to kill you. <laughs> Isn't that a fun answer? By the time we're done, you may want to. So no. there you go. Um, you know, there's 
always um, we're always looking for creative different ways to grow and expand mm-hmm. our footprint, and yeah. um, that's also one of the super cool parts of my job on the strategic side yeah. is working with others to determine what are the opportunities mm-hmm. and you know where would we make a good fit. We're not trying to just be you know the fourth bank on the block. Yeah, you know. Sure. Um, so we're always looking for those growth opportunities. Um, you know, that's that's always exciting and um, something worth noting, you know, when I was thinking about my job and all the things we do, um, one of the things, the most, one of the most difficult things professionally from the pandemic was we didn't have events. Mm-hmm. Every yeah. weekend we weren't yeah. at a festival parade yeah. fundraiser yeah. that was so foreign. It was so weird. Yeah. Um, and none of us liked it. Yeah. And, um, especially when team members, you know, want to be a part of that community experience. Yeah. And the super exciting was last year, we went from nothing really mm-hmm. in February mm-hmm. to everything. Yeah. And I've talked to a lot of marketers and folks who have had this experience. Like, I forgot how to put together an event. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is hard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. being organized and, oh, and we, we definitely had um, um, that, but it was super exciting getting back into the community Again, and um, with the addition of Heather Clausen, our mm-hmm. community engagement specialist, really getting it organized so that we can be really efficient back out in the community. And that's a joy. And we're going to have even more of that here in 2022. Well, that's great. Well, that's great. Well, let's pivot to the speed round of the show where we talk about a few things that are somewhat similar to what we've already talked about, but a little bit different. So the first thing I want to ask you is this. You've had an interesting career path going from nagging your way into radio jobs to TV um, and different uh, functions within those jobs to a nonprofit, then to a credit union. What's the one thing you've learned along the way that you think represents the best advice you have for building a successful career? If somebody were to ask you, maybe down the line one of your kids, maybe uh, you know someone just getting started in their career, what would you tell them is the key to success in a career? Having the courage to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's how you make connections with people. Get out and meet everybody you yep. can and be yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's how your a unique experience comes. It's really just about being yourself and being out there. Did, now, I won't ask you to name the position where this happened, but did you ever find yourself in a position where you didn't feel like you could be yourself? And what did that feel like? Oh, let's see. I've been really lucky that way, and I've, I've, I've thought about that a lot and how, you know, if my career ever evolved, all the things I couldn't and wouldn't yeah. want to do. Yeah. I don't want to relive yeah. the same day every day. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I had a few. I've worked – I've had a couple different service jobs before that, but those three places, four places, are they're really the only places I've ever worked Um Three out of four of my positions have been made-up positions yeah. Yeah. for matching skill sure. sets, and and that's how I want to roll. Yeah, well, that's great. And you're either super lucky or you have done some things right to put yourself in that position. So either way, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's been great. Okay, so second speed round question. What's the one thing that you want people to know about your organization? And this could be something that is just super important to you. It could be correcting a misconception. It could be something that most people don't know, an interesting fact or tidbit. Mm-hmm. You know, the the thing that when I talk to people that I do want them to know, a lot of them already know, you yeah. know, we are community mm-hmm. focused and a great culture, but truly it is authentic. Yep. And 
that is what the people are, are what make us, and um, it's all real, and it's yeah. fun. We have so much fun. Yeah, well, that's great. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down a little bit of a path. Credit unions, I think people misunderstand them a little bit. Are there any misconceptions about credit unions that exist that you think – you know, here's a chance to clear them up, or maybe yes. that are prevalent that you want people to know the truth about. That we're a bank. Yeah. Yes, we banks and credit unions. We have all the same products and services, yep. and really, you know, it's a matter of kind of ownership. Sure. As the banks, depending on how the scale of the bank is, you know, publicly traded and answers to Wall Street. Yeah. And for us, we answer to our members. Yeah. We're accountable to our members' money. They own. Us okay, and um, it, it's a little so it's really different that way. We're not for profit. Mm-hmm. That is something that is kind of hard to fathom. Yeah, um, and there's a board of members that mm-hmm. set governance and yep. hire the CEO and all those things. Yep. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that is very different than yeah. <laughs> most banks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, great. Okay, last quick question: um, What is one tool or tip? or trick that you as a marketer really value, something that you depend upon that you either want people to know about to reinforce that they're using the right tool, trick, or tip, or something that people you think people don't know enough about? Hmm. Well, I'm trying to think. Um, there, there are tools everyone knows about, but I know um, just in our sphere, um, this thing called Google – Yes. No. no, what's really fun, <laughs> though, yes. is, you know, we always strive to be unique and different, mm-hmm. and that is what has got us here before. Um, but I love inspiration. Yeah. I love, I want to see as much as I can and not reinvent every wheel, but make the spokes ours and mm-hmm. color it the way we color it. Um, personally, I use a lot of Pinterest for professional uh-huh. things. Okay. I have hundreds of Pinterest boards. Okay. I have a short attention span, and I yeah. love collecting different inspirational Articles, whether it's about leadership or marketing okay. or finance, and um, that's a way that I like to huh. do things. So using Pinterest to capture text-based media. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe huh. I'm a dinosaur. I don't know. No, I, I would say the opposite because that's a new one. I hadn't heard mm-hmm. of that, so that's great. All right. Well, Melissa, this has been super fun. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for everything you do in the community. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to everyone that took the time to listen to this episode. We'll be back next week with another great guest, and we hope you'll join us then. 